Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. So this was the last uh, Agent Power Huddle that that I led, and it was it was about the unconscious part of the mind. And today we're going to be talking about the ego, right? Uh, a very different definition than what we typically think about um, when we hear the word ego, right? Like someone has a huge ego, they're egocentric, they're narcissistic. In in Young's model, which is what what I'm trained in, ego is has a very very different meaning. So we're going to learn about that. Not to diminish the the meaning that we throw around, but this is just not that. Um, so just a couple key takeaways, because we really can't talk about the ego without talking about the unconscious part of the mind or vice versa, because they have a a, a relationship, really a symbiotic relationship. One cannot really exist without the other. So takeaways without rehashing the whole last uh, lesson is there's this part of our mind that we have no awareness of that we have no access to, okay? It's thoughts, memories, and emotions that we're not aware of that are there in the unconscious. They reside in the unconscious part of the mind. Why do we care about that? Why does that matter? Because I I like to use analogies because it helps me understand and apply some of these principles. It's like software running in the background on your computer And you don't know that it's operating, but it is operating and it's making your computer do certain things. And very much in that way, our unconscious mind is is directing our behavior. It's directing our thought. It's directing our perceptions. But we're unaware of it. Right. So we just kind of go day to day through our life in our business. We're focusing on real estate and we have these goals. And we take these actions to attain those goals. And sometimes we get results that weren't intended, right? So we're going to, so last week was all about how does the unconscious contribute to directing us to getting results that we really don't want. Okay. So whatever you took away from that, um, it's going to become even clearer when we have an understanding of what the ego's role is and how how it is directing our life, really. Um, so this specifically, I, I'm catering it to uh, real estate. And, you know, we have, all of us have growth goals. So whether we sell one house a year and we want to sell five houses, or whether we're selling $300,000 and we want to sell, we want to be a million dollar agent, we all have some kind of growth goal. And we want to understand how so in the traditional way we're trained through our family through school through society through culture we're taught that when i get the goal then i'll be happy right so when i when i see this number in my bank account when i sell this number in production when i attract this many agents when i xyz fill in the blank then I'll I'll feel fulfilled. Then I'll be good, right? 
And Jung's model is the opposite. The Jung would say, until we cultivate a mind of abundance, we will not be able to perceive it in the world externally. So if we have a, a, an impoverished mind, unconsciously and consciously, right? Because they're both playing into our thinking and action, then that's going to be reflected in what we see in the external world and what our results are showing us. So again, when we talk about real estate and uh, or mortgages, it, we have we we want to systematize, right? Because we want to be efficient and effective and uh, make the most of our time and maximize our potential. So in a way, in a very real way, Jung systematized the science, which is now, you know, psychology, which is really a science. Uh, and he gave us this map. So uh, we're going to we're going to use this. And I promise you, I will never teach anything for the sake of learning. I mean, it's great to just learn things it's like, oh, cool. But if we don't have a practical way to apply this in our business, then we we can't use it, right? It's it's not practical. And so I the first sort of half of this, I'm gonna, you know, talk about what the ego is, what does it do, how does it function, and how is that functioning of our ego keeping us stuck? What we're whatever that means for us, right? Where this is very individual. Um, many of us talk about a glass ceiling that like, I just can't seem to get past this block or I get to this level of progress and then I can't go any further for some reason, whatever that glass ceiling is for us. Right. And, and this is also, this understanding is going to also help us tremendously working with clients because we're going to recognize their fears. We're going to recognize um, the role that their ego is is playing and how the way they interact with us, uh, the way they avoid us, the way they uh, any number of things that they do, you'll have a totally new understanding of it. It won't feel personal at all. You'll be like, okay, I see that their ego is I see what's going on. And then you're able to deal with it from from a very different perspective. Um, and then, of course, we want to reclaim the control that we truly have um, to grow our business and stop allowing our ego to stop us or hold us back or sabotage. <laughs> so I'm just throwing a sample goal up because I want, as I talk about these principles, um, I want you to think about them in the application of a goal. So let's just say, you know, I'm making three to 400,000 selling real estate, but I really want to be a million dollar agent. So um, whatever your personal goal is, think about it, have it top of mind and try to apply what we're talking about to your specific circumstances, what you've experienced in trying to reach your goal. Uh, nope, we're going that way. Okay. All right. So. First of all, super simple definition. What is the ego, right? So if you open my brain or open my skull, you can point to my brain, but you can't point to my ego, right? We can't point to a psyche. 
but we know it's there. Uh, we know we know this is scientifically proven that we have a soul, which is also synonymous with psyche. It means the same thing. So ego is a function of the psyche. It's a very small part of who we are, but it's very, very loud. And it's very, um, it's very good at directing us. Okay. So that's the first thing to know. So it consists of all the thoughts, memories, and emotions that we're aware of. Right. So anything we think about the, the mind, the thoughts don't stop. They're 24 seven. They just don't stop. Even when we're sleeping, we're dreaming. So um, and so anything that we're aware of is the ego, period, all the time, 100 um, percent. So but what is its function? Right. What is it? What, why do we have it? Well, it's designed to help us survive. That is its only imperative is to help us survive so very much like the organs in our in our physical body every single element of our physical body is designed to help us survive in some way so the heart is pumping blood through our arteries right to carry oxygen to the tissues our liver is is processing anything that we take in uh and using all the good elements to fuel us, right? Our kidneys are, are filtering toxins, et cetera. Our skin is protecting us from the environment, right? There's nothing in our body that isn't functioning to help us survive. Whether we think about it or not, it's doing it. Same with the ego. So whether we know we have an ego, whether we know what the ego is doing, it's still doing it, right? So a lot of this is happening unconsciously what the ego is doing. So what, what is physical survival, right? What, what do we need to physically survive? Warmth, food, and shelter. So if any one of those three elements is, is missing, we will perish. It's that simple. Okay. So once those conditions have been met, we have warmth, food, and shelter. Now survival becomes social survival. Why is that? Why is the ego worried about our social survival? Because if you think about uh, the evolution of human beings and really all animals, we have to adapt to our environment or we won't survive. So 200,000 years ago, if you were part of a tribe and the, someone didn't like you and they pushed you out, you no longer had access to what? Warmth, food, and shelter. So you would perish, right? So being liked, being accepted, adapting to your tribal family, whatever that is, very important, extremely important. It's tied to our survival. And so that's why when we experience rejection, whether it's like on a date or, you know, somebody they chose we do a listing appointment and they go with somebody else. We meet a buyer. They don't want to work with us. It feels really personal and it feels really bad. And that's the reason. It's not really rational to, to be so um, hurt by somebody we don't even know, right? But this is very hardwired in us. So when we start to understand this about ourselves, we don't take it so hard. Um, so we talked about evolution. Yeah. So humans, we're not solitary animals. 
like koalas and certain certain uh, cats, big cats. Um, they're very solitary, right? We're not. We have to adapt to our environment in order to understand. So it's the ego that is making these judgments about what is normal, what isn't normal, what is going to help people like me and accept me, what isn't going to. It's And as it makes these decisions for us, based on our observations and perceptions, it's going to prop up in us those qualities that it believes is going to help us survive and push down or suppress or, or reject those elements that it believes like, don't be like that because you will not make it. Okay. So this is just a quick visual for anyone looking at the screen. It just shows you the ego gives birth to the persona the construction of the persona, which is which is what we show the world. So when you go on a listing appointment, you're wearing a certain mask. When you're at home with your family, you're wearing another mask. When you're with your personal family, with your parents, you're wearing another mask, right? This is by design. There's nothing wrong. This is a healthy mind. This is what it does. Uh, and, and conversely, uh, when the ego comes into contact with things it doesn't like, let's just take an example of that real estate agent that's just out for themselves. They're obnoxious. You know, nobody invites them to the parties. Nobody invites them to the events. Nobody likes them. They're just so, you know, full of themselves, right? The ego tells us, do not be like that person. And so what's the, per what, what's, what's going to be constructed in that persona? something opposite of obnoxious and full of myself. I'm going to try to be maybe humble or relatable or quiet, whatever it is, right? And by the way, your clients are doing all of this as well. We all are. And then it's pushing away, like we talked about, all those elements that it considers non-adaptable. So before we get into some you know, real estate application, how does the ego protect us? Like, what does it do? Um, it builds defenses. Uh, it, the, the, I have several listed here on the screen. There are many, many more that Young defined. Um, denial is when we experience something, you know, a loss or uh, it's something so devastating that we we cannot handle the pain of that experience and the ego protects us how by just blocking it out like it didn't happen like everyone else around us could be aware that whatever just happened happened and we will just block it out completely so somebody who's in denial doesn't know they're in denial right otherwise it wouldn't be effective <laughs> projection is where the ego gets rid of the elements it finds undesirable so it will uh, it will see the qualities that it finds disgusting in other people. It's not us. No, 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 no. It's project projection like a projection screen. For those who are old enough to know what a projector is. <laughs> okay. Um, rationalization. So just to give an idea how powerful rationalization of these defenses are. If when death row inmates are interviewed, okay, they will rationalize 
whatever they did to be on death row. They will tell you um, it had to be done. I had to do it. Um, I would do it again if I had to. Like that's their mind is convinced them of that. So this is how powerful our mind is. I won't go through every single one of these, but you get the idea. We minimize things like, oh, I just foreclosed on my house and I have no money, but it's fine. I'll get my business going again. You know, it's not a big deal. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it goes on and on. So the main thing for the purposes of this lesson is the ego is all about keeping us safe, keeping us comfortable and keeping us uh, uh, protected. So I just want you to think, and I'm going to probe you further, right? Now we're getting into application. If you have this goal in your real estate business, right? Uh, Think about your goal. How does it serve you to not meet your goal? Because it is serving you somehow. And what, like, and why, if you have this stretch goal, you're selling 20 houses a year now, you want to sell 100. How, why would your ego protect you from going from 20 to 100 home sales a year? Right? Why? Well, if you went from 20 to 100 sales a year, halt production, what would you be giving up? How would your life have to change to accommodate this? Again, this is your perception. I'm not talking about the reality of how your life would change or the reality of what you would be giving up. I'm talking about what your ego perceives you would have to give up. What would you risk, right? So um, we'd have to put ourselves out there a lot more, right? We might be criticized if we're exposed. Um, that would hurt, right? To be, or what if we try and fail? So the ego is always going to compel us to go back to the safety zone. And the safety zone is a very fluid term. It implies that it's somewhere we want to be. It implies that we like it. No, safety zone is, it could be, uh, broke, but we know how to deal with broke. We're used to being broke. We've been broke for 20 years. That's that's our comfort zone. Doesn't mean we like it, but according to the ego, we are better off broke than going big because it's risky. You know, what's going to change? Ooh, we might get rejected, you know? So this is just a healthy ego. So if this is resonating with you, it means you have a very healthy ego, (laughs) really. Um, And then, so I'm asking this question for two reasons. One, it's a legitimate thing to think about. Two is when we're talking about ourselves, when when the focus is on us, we, our ego is defending, right? It's defending. It's naturally doing this, whether we're aware of it or not. When we talk about our client and how they might be defending, then the attention is no longer on us. And what we see about our client can often be insights into our our own self. 
because again, we can see it because we're just observing versus being the, the, um, the focus. So again, they're selling a home for any number of reasons. Maybe they're going through a divorce. Maybe they have to sell their home because they lost their job, right? Um, they're moving. Maybe they're having to put their kids in a new school. There's so many factors you guys uh, deal with with clients. And just to think about, even for a moment, how might their ego be protecting them from you, right? And this is not because you're a mean, bad person. You're there to help. It's not about that. It's about their perception in these situations. This is a huge commitment that they're making when they buy a home, sell a home, move, all of those things, signing, binding contracts, not knowing if it's going to work out, right? So they're in a, they're not in their probably best state of mind and their ego is very on alert. So how do we transcend this then? Right. So if we know this is a function, we can't stop it from functioning, just like we can't stop our liver from doing what it does. We can't stop our breathing. I mean, we could, but our body's going to naturally, you know, by design, keep us alive to the best of its ability. And so if this is the ego doing this how, and we can't stop it, what do we do? Well, think about those thoughts in the past where you've had an ego, uh, a, a goal and your ego told you, your thoughts told you, you know, I, I better not, you know, because what if it doesn't work? Then what am I going to do? What if I invest all this time and effort and energy and it, it doesn't work? I should just, it's just I'm just not going to do it, right? Where and when have you allowed your thoughts to stop you? from taking a next step. That's scary. Even if it's just a little bit scary, right? That's the ego being in control of us. So imagine also any goals that you might've had for your business or in your personal life. Could be you ran a marathon. This, we have lots of aspects of our life, right? What if you didn't allow your thoughts? Like they're going to think of thoughts like passing clouds. Like they're not going to stop, right? We're not going to stop them. We don't want to stop them. We don't need to stop them. But what we do need to do is observe them rather than get caught up in them. So when we get caught up, we're gone. Like when we get on that crazy train <laughs> and we let the ego take us, uh, we can't see outside of it. It's, it's, it's literally, if we can think of having like blinders on like this and the ego is narrowing our vision about what's possible for us because the only place the ego gets its information is from where our past. So you know, I tried that that video marketing thing once and it didn't work. I'm not going to try that again, right? It's like I put my hand on the stove, it got burned. I'll never put my hand on the stove again. Um, I, you know, I, I opened myself up in a relationship and I got hurt. Never doing that again, right? That's what the ego uses to tell us what's possible. 
So we're closing, the ego closes our vision to this very narrow, this, you know, tunnel vision that will only, if, if we allow it to control us and direct us, we're going to stay in this pattern because we're going to keep recreating the past over and over and over again, because it's drawing on the past to make assumptions and decisions about what we're doing right now. Imagine if we didn't do that. Like imagine if you had never been hurt in a relationship before ever, how would you show up on a date? Right. What if you'd never been uh, rejected by a listing appointment? You've gotten, you have a hundred percent record. How would you show up? Not, not to them. It doesn't matter what other people are thinking about us. It matters how we are showing up for ourselves because that's going to ultimately determine the result that we're going to see outside in our clients. So uh, let's see. What am I forgetting? So yes, okay. Takeaways. And um, I definitely want to stop and see if anybody has any questions just to take us back to the to the the bigger picture the ego only has one imperative which is survival so it's going to build walls <laughs> uh and to keep us safe and it really is even if the ego sabotages the things that we consider to be our goals it's doing its job right so it's it's up to us to rise above the ego, you know, young youngs would say that the ego is such a it's like a it's like a drop in the ocean, but it's so uh directive in in our mind that we if we think of that as who we are, we're just our ego. Like if somebody asks you who are you, we're probably going to say, well, this is my name, this is what I do, this is my this is my social security number, right? Um, well, we probably don't want to give anybody our social, but, you know, it's just identifying a very surface part of who we are, very superficial part of who we are. This Who we are is so vast, um, but this is how we identify. And it's not our fault. It's just, it just is. So when we think about our goals, our growth goals, we need to understand always that our ego is going to choose the comfort zone. It, it wants the glass ceiling there. It's easier. It's like the pain we know, according to the ego, is better than the pain we don't or just the unknown period. Right. So um, it's the ego will only focus on the past and the future. It's never presently in the moment. So it's going to worry about the future. What if this? What if that? It goes endless. Right. And then the past is, is how it's creating our patterns and conditioning us to basically stay the same. I think I covered this. Yes. Not focus in the present. Yes. And the last really snippet is it is insatiable. So when we have a goal of being in the million dollar agent, the ego will not be satisfied when we get to that goal. Just understand there's no, it's never enough. There's no amount of validation, love, success the ego can have. It wants more and more and more 
Um, so when we understand that, we kind of know why, like once we achieve a goal, it's like, okay, what's next? <laughs> right. So I'm going to stop this share and just see if anyone has any questions so far. Comments, questions. Danny. I I don't really have. Um, uh, well, actually, I do have one question. Um, so you said this, the model is the young model uh, is a psychologist, I guess his name is young. Yes, he uh, Carl Young. Carl Young. Uh, OK. Yep. He is uh, first most important thing. His model at the time, 100 years ago, was a theory. It okay. was a theory because what is science is designed to be disproven, right? We want to disprove it. And so far, a hundred and whatever years later, 110, maybe now neuroscience and studies in neuro neurophysics, uh, such as the double slit experiment have only proven Young's theories to be factual to this point. Meaning, as far as we know, it has not. And there's neurophysicists and neuroscientists that have tested and tested and tested from different countries, different institutions that have not disproven his theories yet. So it's considered fact is still used in a, in a therapy setting, his model. And, you know, but it's 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 very applicable in a coaching setting. Uh, this is we can use this. It, it took to expand our entire lives. So it's it's very applicable mm. uh, in a coaching model as well. But he he was a psychiatrist uh, under Freud who really deserves the credit for founding, you know, the, the, the subconscious. Right. But Freud had this just this limited idea about what what that was. And that was the beginning. So it wasn't like he was supposed to know everything. But he was the one who pioneered that we even have this part of our mind that's that's we don't have access to. So and then Young, uh, it was an apprentice under Freud and expanded on his theories in, of what the unconscious is and how it functions and how it's directing our life. Oh, uh, OK. That makes sense, because I'm familiar with Freud's uh, model, the id, ego and superego. <laughs> um, not as familiar. Yeah, not as familiar with um, Carl Jung. I didn't know the the relation. That's good. Good to know. OK. Yeah. 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 Thanks for Thanks for engaging. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Does anybody else have any? I, I know when I learned this, it was. Um, I had. Questions for five, 10 years. So. I still have questions, but. It's not something we just take in and accept. It's just pretty deep stuff. How are you doing, Nino? Anybody else have questions? I think we were going to live stream this to uh, the family tree 
And I'm not sure if we did, but I'm not, I don't know if they would be able to chat or um, ask questions anyways. Well, if that's it, you guys, I will, uh, I will end it here. How'd we do? 29 minutes. Pretty good. We're supposed to stay under 30. So thank you so much for coming. All right. Um, Is this also on Thursdays too? You mean just age of power huddle? Yeah. It's every day, Monday through Friday, I believe from eight to eight 30. So there's a, you can, if you go to uh, agentpowerhuddle.com, you can um, see the schedule of who's coming up and you can also watch past episodes. So there's, there's, it's, it's, it's mostly real estate agents uh, teaching all different aspects of the business. Okay. There's, there's hardly a subject you won't find. And, and this is open to uh, agents of, of any brokerage. Right. In, okay. In, nationally and internationally. Awesome. So yeah, the reason why I mentioned real quick um, on Thursdays, I hop onto a call. It's, it's pretty early 7am um, and it's national and there's a lot of realtors and also industry uh, professionals like myself that are on there. Um, and I think it would be really great if you hopped on there and then you can say, Hey, like right after this, I got this power huddle, uh, learn, learn some, uh, um, strategies and some, some knowledge and, and awareness, you know, what's, uh, what's the topic of your, yours is on Thursdays, you said at seven. Yeah, it's a, it, it various topics. Um, it's mostly like a network call and then they have different guest speakers. And so I think if you joined in after a, um, a few sessions or so, you can ask the, the, um, the organizer, there's like a hundred, th- over a hundred thousand, um, people in that Facebook group. And then there's probably about 40 or 50 agents that hop on there. Um, you know, and I think it would be really good, like for you to just, you know, talk about what you do and then maybe you could be a guest speaker, uh, in the future, um, you know, and, and then, sh- um, share like real quick, like 10, 20 minutes, what you do. And then say, Hey, look, if you got time right after this, I have a, a power huddle and it's every day. And, you know, that way it could grow and, you know, get more people into it. I would love that. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'll you send you the. To... Oh yeah. yeah, please. Yeah. I'll send you the Facebook uh, group. It's called uh, real estate marketing and referral, something like that. Referral. I think real estate referral and marketing tips. It's a it's pretty long name, but it's a pretty good group. And and I've uh, connected with some realtors out of state that have already sent me business. So, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. I th- yeah. thank you for suggesting it. I'd be yeah. happy to. Seven is early, but <laughs> seven is early. It did take me a, a few times to to figure out how to make it. Like I was okay if I drive to the office, I'd have to get up really early. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it at home and then go to the office late, beat out traffic, right? You know how after yeah. here in San Diego after nine nine o'clock, you know, traffic kind of dies down, so it, it works out. Yes, you make it work. Oh. Yeah, you make it. Yeah, you make it work. Awesome, Danny. Well, yeah. we'll be in touch. Definitely. Yes. Yes. We'll be in touch. Okay. All right, sir. Have a wonderful day. Yep. You too. Bye. Thanks, Bye. 
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.